Hello and welcome to the Maluli Asset Management Podcast. Today is June 25th, 2014. This is Brendan, and today Tom and I are going to talk about what happens when you place an order to buy or sell a stock. It's kind of a convoluted process. I don't think a lot of people understand. They, they see pictures of people on TV waving their arms and shouting and yelling yeah. at each other, and they just, it's really confusing. Yeah. But there actually has been a process in place for close to 200 years. Mm-hmm. And that changed recently, but we're going to begin uh, by talking about how things worked until uh, about 2007, right? Right. And so things really began with uh, what they call an open outcry approach where basically you could walk into a crowd and announce what your intentions are whether you wanted to buy or sell at what price or at the market on the new york stock exchange stocks trade in a continuous auction kind of format the traders get orders from around the country from brokers and then what the traders do is they take that order and they go to the post on the floor of the exchange where the stock actually trades and at each post there's a bunch of stocks that's where you get that crazy image that they show you on tv all the time yeah everyone's crowding around so it probably is pretty crazy down there it it had been in fact prior to 1995 all trades were done on paper Mm -hmm. you needed to fill out a paper slip you see those guys down with with the brooms at the end of the day sweeping up all the paper you know something that we didn't talk about before we turned on the microphone but There was a time in the 60s and into the 70s where the stock exchange closed on Wednesdays just so they could catch up with the paperwork uh, and get rid of the paper that was out there. But in 95, they started going to handheld computers. And then by 2007, they were uh, totally automated. But we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. So who's keeping all these guys in line down there when they're yelling and screaming at each other? That's a great question. For every stock that trades on the New York Stock Exchange, there's a specialist. And the specialist is not an employee of the New York Stock Exchange. He's a broker just like everyone else, but he's basically been appointed by the Stock Exchange to be in charge of the trading for that stock. Now, that doesn't mean that he's that you have to turn your shares into the specialist. Mm -hmm. He's just the auctioneer. He's making sure that all the buyers and sellers are meeting. Suppose, Brendan, you had an order to buy and I had an order to sell and we're down there in the crowd around the post. If we can match our order, we have a sale. You let the market set the price. Exactly. And so the specialist is there to just make sure that everything is orderly and flows in a normal fashion. There are going to be times where There's an overwhelming number of buyers or an overwhelming number of sellers, and the specialist has to go in and buy it for their own account Mm -hmm. just to keep things moving along. That's what they're there for. Exactly. to keep things moving along. Right. So the specialist is really just kind of there as a traffic cop to kind of keep things going in an orderly fashion. But since 2007... We've gone to what's called a hybrid kind of a market. Mm -hmm. And that change was brought about by technology, really, right? Yeah, it was brought about by computers. They started with handheld computers where you could start to do trades in the late 90s on a handheld computer. Uh, Now, all stocks can trade electronically, all of them. But you also have the ability, when you have an extremely large order, 
to say, I want to direct this to the floor of the exchange and let the open outcry, the auction system, do its magic mm -hmm. and get the order done on a manual basis. So you have that hybrid system where things will probably default to an electronic trading system. It's quicker. Yeah. In most cases. I yeah, mean. and it's actually more efficient, yeah. but uh, you'd still have the ability to, to say, hey, I want this order to go uh, to the floor of the exchange. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there's something else that we should probably talk about. Um, wh what's up with this after hours trading? I think that confuses a lot of people. You know, it confused me too when I first started reporting it because uh, to me, the first time I heard it in after hours trading, yeah. I'm like, that doesn't even seems, sound. Seems like an oxymoron. Well, it doesn't like, even well, the sound. The market's closed. Yeah. <laughs> how could it be? After, it doesn't make sense. It didn't even sound legal. Yeah. How could we be trading shares after the market closes? But what I think folks need to understand is you'll hear someone on TV say, you know, such such company reported earnings and their stock is down 10% in after hours trading. What they're talking about are what's called matched sales. Now, be very careful about this. With matched sales, that means exactly where the transaction takes place, exactly where a buyer and a seller meet. Not only on price, but on size. I'm looking to sell 100,000 shares of XYZ at 65. Brendan comes along and says, I'll hey, take it. I'm looking to buy 100,000 shares at 65. Mm -hmm. We have a deal. And that's how matched sales take place. So there are many, many times where orders get thrown in after hours and nothing happens because they can't match a buyer and a seller. So a lot of times orders don't get done. Now think about it. You can't throw in a market order yeah. because there is no market. Yeah. The market's closed. Yeah. So it's got to be a match sale. So you have to be really skeptical when they're reporting things like after hours quotes uh, because a lot of times that takes place on very small volume. Now, something that Brendan and I were just discussing before we began recording is you could get, say, a hedge fund or some big block of stock and they have to unload a big position and they sell it and you see your stock that you own down 10% in after hours trading. Yeah. And immediately, a lot of people will start to say, what did I miss? Yeah, what's the news? Maybe I should get out too. And that can start a snowball effect. Right. So be very, very careful about what's reported in after hours trading. It's really not an accurate picture of what's happening. When we talk about different stocks, it's important to know that none of the securities mentioned in this podcast represent a past specific recommendation of Maluli Asset Management. This podcast is not a recommendation to buy or sell any of the securities that we mentioned here. And if you're relying on a podcast for investment advice, we think you're making a big mistake. We strongly urge all of our listeners to consult with their investment advisor before they make a decision to buy or sell any investment. If you don't have an investment advisor, feel free to reach out to us. You can check us out on our website, maluli.net, or you can call us at 732-223-9000. Okay, that's it for this week. Uh, hopefully you've learned a little bit about what happens after you say, yes, let's buy or let's sell, and we'll look for you on the next podcast.